This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. I just had a wow moment here in Hoover, Alabama. I was like, wow, that was a first, that was a long first hour of the show. It's only four o'clock here. Ah, that central time zone. (laughs) We only have one hour to go. Not two. It'll get Uh, you. By the way, you think I'm late when I'm on Eastern time zone. Wait until I'm on Central time zone the rest of the next however week or so it is. Can't wait. Uh, good luck to everybody, um, <laughs> meaning Coos uh, and you. Yeah. But uh, Brett Martineau here in Hoover, Alabama. Got a little baseball tournament starting tomorrow. Got up here a little early so we can do the show and uh, be doing uh, most of the shows uh, from here for uh, probably the next week or so. Didn't want to miss. Glad to be back in the saddle on the radio side, but also didn't want to miss a little baseball. I'll tell you what, man, you're not there. Rhoda's not really playing anything yet, right? Is he is is no, he old enough yet? No, he's not. Old. I mean, so he's gonna get into like it's like a it's like a multi sports kind of group. So like for a couple of weeks they do soccer, then t ball, then football. So we're gonna get him into that. But obviously, you know, with with the COVID stuff right now, we got to wait and see. But we're hoping um, in August he'll be able to start that back up again. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But I, what I was getting at is, and I think a lot of folks will understand this, um, and, and it doesn't have to be sports. It might be just something your kids are doing. Maybe it's ballet. Maybe it's, uh, you know, gymnastics, which would be sports. Uh, but, you know, whatever it is, for our family, like watching the kids play sports, can't get enough of it. Like, love Oh, it. without a doubt. Like, absolutely love it. And, and it's so much fun, and it's cool to – you know, it, it's especially cool because the kids like baseball and softball, which is something obviously I really enjoy and like. Um, and, and Steph was like a volleyball player, uh, but she's really grown to like uh, baseball and softball, too. So so we like the sports. But, you know, they've played other sports over the years. It's just fun to watch them play. And you also know there's just a little bit of a time capsule on all this. You know, you, you don't have you realize that the time will run out and you won't have that anymore. Yeah. And uh, while you have more money in your pocket, which is a nice thing, um, you won't have those experiences. And, and you know, if, if you're into sports like we are and you know this, Austin, because you played it and still do compete in, mm-hmm. in MMA, you know, the lessons learned from it. You believe in that stuff. You know, I don't think everybody believes in that stuff. and That's OK. But if you if you kind of live it and love it the way we do in our world, you believe in that stuff. Like you believe in the lessons that that sports gives and and whether it's competing, whether it's the disappointment, the failure, the successes, how to handle it. Uh, and you don't always handle all those things the right way. Yeah. I think both as a parent and as, as a player, um, I, I think, you know, that time is, is running short regardless. Unless you're super fortunate to the kids maybe keep playing in college or, and you don't even think past that. But. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I just can't tell you, like, I love working. Like I love to work. It's, it's a, it's a great job. It's my dream job of, of doing what I wanted to do since I was 12. Like I wanted to do this job more than I wanted to actually be like a big league baseball player. So to me, this is like doing that, but, and, and now I've come to appreciate a little bit, taking a, a week off or a little time away or whatever like that. But the one thing I like doing more than working is watching the kids play. So any chance you get, especially when you know you're about to go in football season, you'll miss some games and, and you, you know, you, it gets to be a little bit of a grinder uh, with everything that goes on for the remainder of the year. You know, I'm like, heck, I'm doing the radio from the road, baby. We've got some baseball to watch. Yeah, no, and, and listen, <laughs> man, and obviously I grew up playing a, a bunch of sports and ended up picking football out of all of them. But um, I, I was super lucky to have my mom – 
and my stepdad at every single football game. And I'm talking about a Pop Warner through high school and even in college. You know, you, you want to talk about some road warriors. Obviously, Murray to Wisconsin, it's probably a good 10 and a half to 11 hour drive. And they would never miss a game, whether we're playing in Missouri, whether we're getting our butts kicked in Louisville. They were always there. They're always there for a hug after the game. And, you know, obviously, like, when when you're a college kid, it's like, yeah, it's cool. My parents are here and everything. I get a hug. But, like, you know, I mean, it, you, 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 I mean it's cool. But then, like, l- l- looking back on it now, though, man, like, that meant everything. You know, it just meant everything to have them there to know that someplace in those, you know, those crowded stands in Louisville, like, I have some support there that has my back. And so I totally see where you're coming from obviously i haven't gone through that with ronan yet in terms of sports but you know when we signed him up in karate uh like a year and a half ago i mean there's nothing more i look forward to every single day than just going to watch that little dude throw some punches and kicks you know like that's that's what i live for so um i get what you're saying absolutely and i I think we're just both lucky that we can have that job where we are allowed to take some time off we're allowed to take the show on the road and do that yeah, or the technology now has become such, you know, and I'm going to have a big battle. Like, I I'm more, I had an inner battle all week because Kaylee's playing a tournament tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday down in, like, Titusville. Yeah. So I hate missing. Like, I love watching Kaylee play. love watching Ty play. And um, it just couldn't be in both spots. And so I actually missed what I did because I record all the games, right? <laughs> sure. So Steph, she's not going to miss anything. Like, if Ty gets a hit or makes a nice play <laughs> or whatever, I've got it on video. And I'm like, well, Steph usually is good about getting Kaylee's at-bats, but Kaylee pitches a lot. And so that's real. I really like to see how she's pitching and developing and all that stuff. And so here's what I made Steph do. I said, Steph, you've got to go to, like, Best Buy and get a, a camera adapt, like a selfie stick almost type thing, an adapter. We'll put it on a tripod, and then we'll set up, like, this this random Twitter account, and you can just put it on live on Twitter the game from behind the, the fence just hit record yeah and play yeah and i'll get to watch the game from here while kaylee plays absolutely so we're gonna see if that works tomorrow but that's what we're doing those are the lakes i go now i to love see the it, kids man. play i love it and you do what you gotta <laughs> do man the great ones always adapt it sounds like you're adapting <laughs> just fine right now that's awesome <laughs> yeah more people are saying you're freaking crazy yeah no, a little man, bit I of that too. i told you man i i get it completely so you, you're preaching the choirs when you're, you're talking to me for sure well, hey, just so you know, I don't know if even the, the bosses at the station know, but, like, if Ty and Kaylee are playing high school baseball and softball, like, the show is on the road every day from Creekside High School. Like, that's what it's going to be. It is what it is. Yeah. And they don't have to deal with that. You know, that's just – I mean, what was that in the contract or not? I don't I, – it's going to be. It's going to be restructured. You better believe it, man. Hey, that's that's why we got to make this show as big as possible so yep. we have leverage like exactly. that. Exactly. Because you know what, Brent? You would hate to see a holdout. You'd hate to see it. <laughs> Meanwhile – No franchise no tags over here. The beauty about this today is I'm in a hotel room doing the show. Ty's playing video games. <laughs> but – and I like when he asks me – like, hey, he usually every day be like, hey, what did you talk about today on the radio? Sure. Today? He doesn't have to ask. There you He's go, listening man. to the He's whole part thing. He's of it. We, and we appreciate him, you know, tuning in, obviously, and supporting the ESPN 690 syndicate. And and by the way, if if he does want to get into esports, watching the kids play video games, not as fun as watching them play baseball. Dude, well, that's because you have to get in the mix, Brent. Don't sit on the sidelines, man. Take, take the sticks over and get yourself a game and let's go. 
Uh, I'll leave it up to him. Uh, hey, the MLS is back in a in a kind of a weird way. SC Dallas, and I think the Nashville team uh, is the latest one uh, to kind of pull out of this tournament because of positive COVID-19 tests. We're going to talk about the soccer in a moment, and not really the play, uh, but more the uh, what it looked like, because you had a thought on that. I want to get your thoughts on that. But yeah. prior to the action, this is going to be really interesting to watch. Major League Baseball. NBA when they get back out at the action, uh, then even college football, but really the NFL and the Black Lives Matter movement. What a powerful moment. And I want to get your reaction on that. What you saw before the action yesterday in the MLS from the Philadelphia Union wearing shirts with the names of uh, victims of police brutality on the back yeah. uh, to the um, kneeling uh, during moment of silence to uh, the uh, fist in the air for black power. Uh, a lot of different um, celebrations of Black Lives Matter and, and very powerful ones. I'm not saying teams and organizations are going to try to one-up each other, yeah. but I'm just interested to see with all the planning and all the thinking and all the time in advance to, to kind of get ready for this, what different organizations, teams, and players are coming up with. First of all, yeah, let me just give a round of applause to Major League Soccer. And, you know, and, and to be completely candid and completely fair, it's not something that I, that I followed a lot, you know, um, in my lifetime. Now, that's probably going to change a little bit just from what I saw last night and what I saw on social media of their players coming together um, and obviously, you know, either protesting or showing their support in their own special way. And why I loved it, Brent, was because it wasn't only black players that were taking part in it. It was white players. It was foreign players. It was European players. It was, it, it was a tapestry of the melting pot that is the United States of America. Okay. And to see each team kind of have their own thing, their own special little, um, you know, twist on, on showing support. I thought it was a great look, not only for sports, obviously, but also the battle, um, of, of, right and wrong because you know and, and i talked about it a couple days ago the reason why i was so upset about deshaun jackson's comments about the jewish community was because in my eyes it's not black and white and we talk about it all the time you know and i keep repeating myself but it keeps needing to be said it's not a black or white issue it's a right or wrong issue and if you have a right or wrong issue that means that you need everybody on the team i'm talking that you need every color every you know religion every belief you need everybody on your team because the only way that you're going to actually win this battle is if everybody's on board so not just the black lives matter not not just you know black people in general i'm talking all races, all creeds, all beliefs. If we can get everybody on board, that to me is what's going to spark the change. And I think last night the MLS did a great job of showcasing that. I think the NBA has said in the bubble, in the, in the courts uh, at Disney, they're going to put Black Lives Matter on the court. Uh, yeah. I think that's what's been said. But are you um, – is that almost capturing our attention more than getting back to the action, at least initially? Like are we now tuning in? Uh, to see, okay, how are players and teams going to protest peacefully? Yeah. And how, and, and almost to the point because you wonder during protests sometimes or depending on feelings or, uh, I guess almost this, uh, willingness to, to, like it's, it's approved by everybody to, sure. to mm -hmm. do what you want, right? Do express yourself. Well, will somebody go over the top with, 
And, and will it be looked at as like, oh, why did they do that? You know, I guess there is a little bit of that risk. I don't know what that would be, by the way. I'm just kind of sure. uh, talking out loud. But I still think like we are so locked in on on what players are doing with their platform, um, even before the games begin. You know, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, and I think right now, like the, the way professional sports stand, especially team sports, you know, it, it's hard to believe that just one guy would go rogue and kind of push the cause too far, you know, or, um, you know, put himself in a light that isn't a positive protest or, or a peaceful type of protest. It's hard to believe that, you know, his teammates would allow that to happen, right? Because everyone kind of seems united right now. We saw that last night, obviously, with Major League Soccer. But it, it is kind of unique because you said, do you kind of lose the, the game then, right? Because you have these protests to start the game out, and then all of a sudden, okay, that, that's a huge thing. We're talking about that on Twitter. We're talking about that on social media. But then the, the, the real game still has to come. I'm just going to say this, though. It's... We've come such a long way, Brent, from Colin Kaepernick taking the knee and obviously, you know, uh, well, let's just say half of society saying, do that on your own time. You know, don't do that on your company time. You shouldn't do that. You, you guys can protest however you want, but don't do it during or before the, na- you know, a game or the national anthem. So that was the narrative for a lot of the country. And that's what they believed in. And now we fast forward, you know, four or five, six years later, and we're watching MLS games now, and I'm sure the NBA is going to have something, and obviously we know the NFL is going to bring something to the table as well. And now we're seeing it where it's almost like, man, if you don't do something, you're falling behind. You know, if you don't at least show support, solidarity, man, like you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're not in the right team, essentially. So it's just, it's amazing how far we've come in really what seems like a short, short amount of time. Hey, did I see this the right way? Like, I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong what you saw, but I think everything I saw was any of the kneeling that took place was not necessarily during the anthem. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought it was during like a moment of silence or even before play began, like before the kickoff in, in the soccer correct, yeah. matches. Correct. And like, I assume I don't know if they did that intentionally to avoid the distraction from the message and making it all because you didn't want to sit here on a Thursday after doing this and being so powerful. And it's well approved by what uh, MLS players and teams did and then come in and be like, everybody's talking about kneeling during the anthem. And see, that's what I've wondered about with the NFL. The NFL is obviously linked to that action, to that protest. But is there a different way to do it so the conversation doesn't go there and it stays on point? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, is, or is it totally different because it's the NFL and, and MLS? I mean, that's a, that's a good call. You know, um, listen, I'm kind of indifferent towards that, Brent, to, to be honest with you, just because I understand the MLS where if you do it before the anthem, you know, I mean, listen, let's be honest right now. All right. The Everyone is super hypersensitive um, around this issue, right? And let's assume that the MLS does it during the national anthem. Um, that that would obviously offend some people, and you know maybe the the leader of the, the free world would even put out a tweet, you know. And then now we're going back and forth again, back and forth again. I still think, listen, I think the message that was sent, whether it was during the national anthem or before it, 
I think the message message got sent. At least I received it. I assume the entire country received it because it was trending last night all over Twitter. So it was received, you know. So whether whether it's before they do the national anthem, whether it's during the national anthem, I'm like I said, I'm indifferent because as long as people are talking about it. Right. As long as that this platform that these players are using, it's getting showcased and the message keeps getting reiterated time and time again, then that to me is how you make progress. Brent Morton uh, here in Hoover, Alabama, doing the show from the road. Austin Lane back in the Action Sports Shack studios. And uh, let's talk about one other thing with the MLS. And, and sorry to the soccer fans. We're really not talking about the matches and the, yeah. not breaking it down. But you notice something. Yeah. about the ads and how it was presented uh, without fans down there in Orlando. Give us your observations. So, yeah, so obviously, you know, I was watching some wrestling last night, but I was kind of going back and forth with Miami and Orlando. They were playing in Orlando, I believe it was. And, listen, I mean, I've, I've watched a lot of soccer games, you know, and, and you're you're accustomed to seeing kind of like the, the, the sponsorships and the endorsements on the side. You know, they have, I don't know like what the correct term would be, but you kind of have like the, those banners that are all around the stadium and and you see them on the TV and I'm not really sure if it was just the fact that there wasn't any crowd there, so obviously one of my senses weren't really attuned to what's going on, so maybe I rely on my sight a lot more now but I just noticed, man, in terms of just, you know, signs and things around the stadium and on the field, it was everywhere. Like, to the point where it, it looked like they were playing, like, on a NASCAR. Literally, right? I mean, there was endorsements and sponsorships everywhere. And, I mean, listen, far be it for me to say, well, this ruined the soccer game because you got you got Adidas over here and then you got whatever, Muscle Milk over there. You got all these. Like it's, it's I mean, yeah, it was distracting for me. I'm not sure if everybody felt like that. But it begs the question now, Brent, going forward, I mean, once again, we're talking about right now NFL stadiums, maybe 14,000 people. If that, are you going to see that in NFL stadiums now just to try to recoup some of those losses? I think, um, and again, I don't know if I'll be as bothered by it, okay? Yeah. I, I think maybe because I just get the business side of it or I'm okay with it. You know, I don't really have a strong feeling against it. I also think it would be eye-popping in the NFL because we're really not accustomed to it. I think in the soccer world, it's a little bit more common. to And it might not be to the length that you're talking about. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But it's more common to see those ads. Like when I watch, not that I watch a lot of it, but if I watch it, like I notice that stuff, you know? Sure. I mean, it's kind of like to the point where like when you watch like college football, you see the All-State thing and, and the goalposts when they're making the kick, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it doesn't and it doesn't bother no, you, right? I mean, yeah, if you see it, it doesn't bother you. to it, yeah. So I think soccer is a little bit like that. Now, they may have gone a little overboard or a little bit more than usual that got your attention or maybe even some others. Yeah. But I think it's at least a little more common there, much like NASCAR. Like if NASCAR does anything with logos, you're like, wow, that's NASCAR, you know. Um, but I do think you're, you're, you're onto something with the NFL. I don't think they're going there. I, we talked about this earlier this week. I don't think they'll do that. I don't know if it's a time issue or maybe an integrity issue of the sport or maybe just the shield. I, I don't know what it is. Sure. Um, it, I think it presents other problems that maybe they're not ready for. Kind of like the NBA has dipped its toe into it, uh, at least for now. I just don't think we're going to see it uh, in the NFL. But it's interesting to see how things are presented. The one thing we will notice is there's no doubt those TV cameras in the NFL are going to show those first six to eight rows with the sponsor logos mm-hmm. because they're going to try to help out their partners in the stadiums because you're allowed to now put tarps with sponsor logos in those first six to eight rows. 
And I bet we see more of those sh- kind of shots that showcase that than we're accustomed to. And it'll be interesting to see if we're jarred by it, you know, yeah. if it's just different to the aesthetics of what we usually know our football uh, is. Uh, speaking of the NBA, speaking of Orlando's just kind of like the epicenter of sports right now with everything going on. Uh, you had a good thought today. I want to get to this real quick. Should the NBA mic players? Yeah. You know, we're talking about golf, right? Golf been micing some players up and, and trying to bring that. Uh, we, we mentioned it way back, a couple months back now. Could they do that with the NFL guys, especially when there's no fans being there and you really get like this up close, you know, view of, of the NFL, which would be, whoa. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not like it's never been done before. I just think it's the NFL is going to sound so different without 60,000 fans in it or in college, 100,000 fans in it. Sure. Uh, but the NBA – it would be a cool thing. I, I don't know how you can do it. I don't know if you'd be willing to do it. I got a feeling, man, you're going to hear a lot of delays. Like, Kuz is going to have to hit that button quite a bit. I mean, uh, listen, I've, been, I've played pickup ball, man, and you would need that delay button quite a bit. So, well, <laughs> You're absolutely right because, listen, watching the – it was the NBA All-Star game this past year um, when they're in Chicago, and I was watching this celebrity, um, you know, like All-Star game or whatever like that. And one of my favorite players of all time, um, my very first NBA jersey, Darius Miles, was playing in, the, in this, you know, in this game. And you know, through, throughout the game, they would kind of mic up players and kind of interview them while they're playing the game. Well, Darius Miles, and for whatever reason, there wasn't a delay, ended up dropping, you know, two expletives in the span of like two minutes. And they're like, "All right, Darius, well, we have to let you go now because you keep on swearing." And obviously, he felt bad about it. He apologized. But you're right, Brent. Whether you're playing at the YMCA, um, you know, on the on the street courts, or whether you're playing an NBA game, there's going to be a lot of talking going on and a lot of expletives being thrown out there. I just think, though, that we're talking about a sport where, you know, we, you talked about it, the aesthetics, right? Well, yeah, the the we're gonna, still going to watch it. Obviously, the crowd's not going to be there. But what we're hearing, I mean, do you really want to sit for an hour and a half and just hear shoes squeak the entire time? I think micing up players could kind of give you a little more of an aesthetic that would be pleasing to the ear. But once again, you have to ask yourselves, can you pull that off with all the expletives being thrown out there? I remember going to NBA game, a couple of them. And, you know, like I'd gone to a Celtics game. Uh, my dad took me years and years ago. And that's when I noticed, oh, my gosh, these guys are huge. But I was young then. Uh, then when I went in college to, like, Cleveland and watched a game, yeah. I was actually like a little bit turned off at first because it, it felt like I was at like a, almost like an arcade. You know, there was music playing all the time during the play. You know, and it was like kind of weird. It was just like a it just it was a weird way to watch until you got used to it. So it just kind of jarred me. Yep. Uh, almost felt like you're at an arena football game a little bit sure, sure. In, in an NBA game. Not to that extent, but you get what I'm talking about. If you've ever been music plays and there's stuff going on, they try to keep the buzz and the energy up. I do wonder what they're going to do here. You know, what are they going to do? Are they going to play music to drown out the sneakers? Or why do you even need to mic anybody up? You'll be able to hear almost everything. It's going to be a hollow arena, and you'll be able to probably pick up most of the sound. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I agree with you, man. It's just... Listen, I mean, we can sit here and speculate what it's, until we actually hear it and what it what it sounds like. It's hard to really say how it's going to come across. But I'm just saying, man, if we're talking about hollowed out, you know, arenas and squeaking shoes, I mean, it, listen, unless they play. I mean, are you opposed to them playing music the whole time during the game, Brent? Um, 
if I if it drowns out the sneakers a little bit, I'd be probably okay with it. Yeah, but then obviously that begs the question, well, is that a distraction to the players, which I would say, well, so is a crowd. I don't know, man. It's just, listen, basketball is coming back, hopefully. Hopefully it goes off without a hitch, so I'm not going to complain too much, but I think it would be cool if they could mic up the players, but once again, I just, I know those conversations, what happens out there, and you can go ahead and say, hey, guys, now keep it easy. We're going to be on national television here. All right, let's keep the language to a minimum. Sure, maybe the first five minutes, that's what you get. But then, you know, when it's a close game, fourth quarter, down by one, and there's a bad call, what do you think is going to happen? So it's just, it's hard to foresee actually happening, but I think it would be a a great idea to cover up some of just that NOS, you know, some of that squeaking shoes that you're accustomed to hearing on the NBA court. Listen, ideally, I think it would be awesome. I just think the NBA, if I'm running the NBA, I got to be careful about the negative impact of just one thing going wrong. <laughs> you know, I got to be really careful of that. Yeah. Here's uh, one more instance of this, right? I've played sports all my life. I've covered sports a lot of my life now. And when the baseball all-star game, they mic guys up, it's awesome. Like, I think I know a lot about baseball. Yeah. And then those guys will educate the heck out of you, like from the shortstop position or right field or up at the plate. It's really cool. I think they... Remember we were talking? Oh, they did it in spring training last year too, I think it was. But uh, also the All Star game, I think they put some mics on players. So taking you inside the game while it's going on at that level, that we all don't know, is still really cool and can be really educational. So if they can find a way to do it. I'm all for it, man. I think it'd be awesome from a viewing experience. Well, uh, we'll see if, if and, it happens. And also from an entertainment standpoint too, right? Like I mean, part of, one of the best parts of like those All Star games, Brennan, even the home run derby, it's it's hearing the sounds, right? Like we yeah. even we even talked about you know the whole uh, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson thing. I mean, there wasn't a crowd there, but it was still interesting to kind of hear some of the commentary going back and forth. Obviously, Charles Barkley having his moment in the sun as well. Like that still made it fun to watch and. Listen, I don't think the NBA right now needs anything more incentives to make it entertaining to watch, but I think it just take it up to the next level. But once again, you have to worry about the expletives. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of Tiger Woods, when we come back, he's getting back to action next week. How different will it be watching a tournament with Tiger Woods in it? I'm interested to see that at the Memorial. We'll finish off our movie scoreboard. We've got 25 more to go. How many have I not seen? Could be embarrassing to end the show. Uh, We'll also come back to a topic that we've hit on already, but I think it's the biggest topic of the day. College football and the fall sports. How much are they in jeopardy? And right now, it looks like several of the conferences could be going to conference-only games. Does that mean we lose Florida-Florida State, potentially? Sure looks like it. Some rivalry games could go by the wayside. We talk about it next on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Thanks for hanging out with us here on a Thursday edition. Back at it this week, and good to be back at it as uh, we continue to have, uh, well, doubts about the upcoming fall, especially when it comes to college football now, especially after today's news. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, NFL season still going along, we think. What about the preseason? What about the adjustments to it? A lot to determine in the next few weeks. But we do know this. I'm here in Hoover, Alabama. Austin Lane is back in the Action Sports Shack studios. And on top of that, we got Tiger Woods coming back to the golf course next week, Austin. He's back. Let's go, Brent. 
bringing pretty good, m- making golf great again. Hey, Bryson DeChambeau, you, you had a great run and everything. We get it. You're, <laughs> you're you're the heavy hitter. You put some muscle on. Congratulations. But now it's time to step aside and let the big dogs eat like, eat like Tiger Woods. So I can't wait, Brent. Yeah, here's the thing, real quick. This is going to be a lengthy golf discussion. Uh, we'll talk all about Tiger next week, maybe. But do you think it will be a noticeable? Will that be like the time when you're watching the TV and you watch a little golf and you're like, ooh, this is different. Tiger just made three birdies in a row and nobody's clapping. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not fist pumping. Yeah. Like, can you fist pump with no crowd? Can you? Can you? Can you really get that fired up? Oh, you're you're gonna see the weakest fist bump of all time, man. It's gonna. Oh, yeah. See, why'd you have to ruin that for me now? Right? Like, obviously, the, the, the Tiger fist bump is one of the most iconic things in golf history. And now we're talking. He's just gonna do like a little, just like a little dab kind of thing. No, I, not not my Tiger Woods. Not the way I was raised. But it is interesting, right? Because, I mean, Tiger Woods does draw that crowd. And he, he just, regardless of how he's doing it, like in the tournament, like everyone wants to be around that guy. So with that being said, and right now I think golf's ratings are doing pretty good, right, Brent? Yeah. Uh, it, it makes you wonder just how much are those ratings going to go up now with Tiger Woods coming back? Oh, I, I, no doubt. You'll see yeah. an uptick without question. And, and I'll, I'll monitor that a little bit, at least on uh, the local level, yeah. uh, and see how much so. But I, I just there's an electricity when Tiger Woods is in a golf tournament, and you even feel that off the TV a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I think other players feel that, and some maybe don't like it, but I think a lot do like it. So the buzz level, the energy level, will be just different. Uh, and you know, especially if Tiger's in contention. If he's not in contention, it's a little bit different. But if he's in contention at all, and, and that will be the big thing, can he come back and play good golf? I mean, what's where's his golf game? as he tries to get in shape for these majors uh, that are coming up. And, of course, he lost one of the majors, being the Open Championship, only having three uh, this year. But, you know, his goal is to be in great playing shape, really, by later in the fall when they hit the Masters and, and play the Augusta, at Augusta. Yeah. And he tries to uh, defend that uh, that Masters crown from a year ago. So, interesting, Tiger Woods getting back to the golf course. That gets me fired up. Uh, I look forward to watching him. I think a lot of folks that like golf will uh, – do the same. Uh, let's go to the phone lines real quick before we jump into a couple of other topics. Uh, welcome to Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Say hello to Saqib. What's happening, man? What's up, guys? I miss you guys. Hey, we appreciate that you missed us. That's good. <laughs> I know this is, don't, don't kill me for saying this, but I was like, bro, I hope they didn't get like canceled or something. Like, cause <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him on there, bro. What's going on, man? Hey, no, I'm hey, Sakeem, I walk in every day, and I hope that. <laughs> Story of our lives right now. You know what? Don't blame yeah, us. Man. Blame our marketing department that didn't do a good job to say that we're going to be on vacation for a couple weeks. Oh, and by the way, that, that marketing department, that, that would be us. So, yeah, that yeah. would be me only posting twice about it the entire week. There you go. Well, I didn't know it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know what it said, okay? But let me ask you guys this. As the football season inches closer with all the stuff going on, first of all, is do you uh, – Austin, I'm going to ask you this. All right, cool. Is is our boy going to be in the Jaguars uniform in, in September? Okay? Yep. And will there be – because I'm hearing everything from bad to worse, the football season won't even happen because of all the stuff going on. Do you do you honestly think the fo- we will play the Colts the week one? Because, man, I hope so because I'm tired, bro. 
All right, Brandon, I'll, I'll, I'll let you handle the hard question. And you, you want me to answer the question about Yannick Ngakwe suiting up? Is that the question, Saqib? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, you know, it's – I've been pretty adamant about this, right? And if I'm a Jaguars fan, obviously I want him to play. Obviously, I want him to be on the field and be a leader, um, you know, for Chase on and even Josh Allen going forward because Clayus Campbell's gone now, right? And yes, Josh Allen has a lot of promise going forward, but he's only going into his second year. You still take it still takes time to develop your skill set and to be that all pro pass rusher like we expect Josh Allen to be. So I want to see Yannick Ngakwe back. Do I think he's going to be back though? I want to be honest, man. And everyone's wired differently. Um, if it was me, I would probably come back, but knowing Yannick Ngakwe and just how proud that guy is and how much loyalty matters to him, I wouldn't be surprised, especially in this year, in this pandemic, where if you're going to sit out a year, this is the best excuse to sit out. I wouldn't be surprised if Yannick Ngakwe sits out. I've got some breaking news for Saqib. Uh, thanks for the call, by the way, Saqib. Uh, LaVisca Chenault has been signed there you go. Uh, to his rookie contract. So a little business uh, happening. Uh, those aren't usually uh, big hurdles in the way, although they are happening later and later this year because of, of I think, the physicals and, and some of the medical kind of stuff that people want to clear one final time um, within teams. So that's been an interesting process. Uh, a quick thought. I know he asked you, Austin. But here's my only question when it comes to Yannick Ngakwe, because you know how I feel. He's playing. I feel like he's playing. I think it is a fair question. Is he playing week one or is he playing whatever the week is that like your your accrued year comes into play, like the year of service? I think that's like week seven, maybe somewhere around there. So that's the question to me. It's not. I would answer your question, Saqib, like, yes, he'll be in uniform. I just I would hold I wouldn't say 100 percent sure about week one, Mm -hmm. because I think he could be a little testy early on and then come in at some point. He's not going to lose the entire year, in my opinion. I feel strongly about that. As for football happening, I also feel strongly that at this time, even with some of the latest concern when it comes to college football, other sports, everything else, I think the NFL is going to play football. I think they will play football. I think they'll have a regular season. At this point, I still believe they'll have 16 games. I don't think it's going to be pushed back. I think they already start far far enough back in the calendar like September 10th being the season, I don't know if we'll have preseason games. And I have no inside information on that other than, yeah, they're going to two at the most. I, I just don't know. I think the players have a legit beef here about the preseason games. And I think the fans don't care that much about the preseason games, even if the owners might uh, to a degree. So I think we will have a regular season. I think we'll have a football season in the NFL. Um, I'm, I'm still on that. Uh, call me sunshine and rainbows. I just think there's a lot of time between now and then to uh, to make sure – uh, that happens. All right. Hey, uh, we got to finish up our, our movie list. Yep. Let's get it. Because, uh, and then I want to end the show with a, a little of that college football news in case some folks missed it. But we have 25 more. And Kuz, you got to play the, uh, I'll keep the scoreboard. You play the, uh, moderator here and give us the final 25 of, of like the most viewed movies and see if we've seen them. All right. Here we go. Uh, do you want me to start with 26 or 50? 26. Why does he always do this? I don't know. Just go top to bottom, Because the order matters because they're placed in order of most watched to least watched. So did we want to work our way up the list or down the list? Well, we did 1 through 25. So first of all, you guys realize 50 to 26? First of all, the 
this isn't the most watched movies. First of all, this right. is the, it's the top ranked movies on Internet Movie Database. But they're but they're top ranked from number one to fifty. Correct. So like I could work from number fifty up to the best, but now we're only have we're doing the back half. Well, no, because it makes no sense right now because we start at number one. Like so, for instance, <laughs> Shawshank Redemption is the highest rated movie of all time. Of all time, right? So now we're just going down the list. So yeah, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. so top to bottom. So, so 26 then. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Surprise me. What start, are we start doing? in the middle. I, listen, hey, here's the deal, Coos. I wouldn't know which one was 26 or which one is 50 to begin with. That's what I'm saying, but man. I'm saying, like anybody cares. But that's part of it is that, that could be the debate. Like, do we think Wolf of Wall Street, which is 26, should be over Star Wars, The yeah. Empire Strikes Back? I don't know, man. I mean, we had a great show talking about social injustices <laughs> and, you know, making the next steps forward. And now we can't decide whether we start at American History X, Wolf of Wall Street, or The Lion King. It's yeah. unbelievable. Gonna, How far we go I, off the rails? Here's the thing. I'm about to swear like the Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> which which means I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's start there then. Wolf, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street. Street is 26. Yes. I've seen it, of I've, course. Yeah, I feel yeah. like everybody. And to be told, fun fact: one of my friends became uh, like a you know like a financial a investor wolf? because oh. of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not, not a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> not a wolf. All Inspiration. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, 27 is going to be Star Wars: The Empire, uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Seen it? Yes. Oh. yes. I see you, Brent. How have you seen that? Okay. Um, 28, The Green Mile. Of course. Good one. Oh, good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Sad man. Number 29, Avatar. Haven't seen it. Nope. Ooh. You're gonna have to at least see it before you go to Disney. No, I'm right? never gonna see it. Oh, that's, come on. that's one of those where I stand strong on. And fun fact, I told the story before, but Joe McCoy used to call me Big Avatar at the NFL Combine. Okay, I get it. Um, number 30, Memento. Yes. No. Oh, Brent. Brent, you seen it? I mean, cause you seen it? Yeah. All right. It's confusing. <laughs> go on. <laughs> number 31, The Godfather Part Two. Yes. No. Oh, oh Brent. Brent. All right, just <laughs> number being honest. Yeah. We'll just keep moving along and just keep going. 32, Shutter Island. Yes, and I couldn't call this ending. Didn't see that happening. You didn't call it, okay. No. Not only have I not seen it, I've never even heard of it. Leonardo DiCaprio? It's a good one. You'd like it. It's a it's a mind Dude, you bender. Talk about, yeah, talk about a mind bender, Brent. Yeah. That's I like a, those, too. Oh, you would like yeah. it, Go ahead and mark Shutter that one on your like, list. Like, like on a house? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Shutter Island? Shutter Correct. Island. Shutter Island with starring Leonardo okay. DiCaprio. Came out in 2010. Uh, tw- uh, 33, American Beauty? Yes. This was a movie that I never wanted to see until my friend talked me into it, and I'm glad I did. It's fantastic. Isn't that like a horse movie? Absolutely not. That's Sleeping Beauty. You're so far off. You're so oh. out of your element in this. We're going from entrapment <laughs> to Sleeping Beauty. Wow. It's not. That's, <laughs> okay. that's not what I was confusing it with. Well, no, oh, well, yeah. it's, Number, that's American Beauty. Yeah. So Bert hasn't seen it. Cause you seen it? No. It's good, man. You gotta watch it. So good. All right. Thirty-four Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Nope. Okay. Mm. Uh, Thirty-five. Brent, I'm gonna be so upset. Titanic. But- by the way, I'm on a six-game losing streak here. Playing for Pratt at this moment. Yeah. I have seen Titanic, okay. yes. That's good. We yeah, were, that me, was dangerous. Me and Josh Kobe watched it. I watched my first time with Josh Kobe in the training room. <laughs> Real talk. Very good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> That'd be a weird. Okay. Uh, Back to the Future is number 36. Got it. Got it. Okay, good. Uh, number 37, American History X. Yes, and, and one of the most graphic scenes in cinema history. I have not Bite seen the it. curb. Oh, yeah. Brent. We watched it in school. Okay, that's another good. story for another time. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, 38 V4 Vendetta. Of course. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Just yeah. a moment of silence. What did okay. you say? Huh? Remember? What was it? Remember? Remember, remember the 5th of November. That's was it November or December? November. It's You're right. November. You're right. Yeah, that's where the, 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 the guy Fox masks, yeah. masks came from. Right. I'm uh, going to get relegated. Okay. 30, <laughs> 39, Leon the Professional. Oh, yeah. I have not seen nope. that it's, I think it was Natalie Portman's first movie. She was a kid in this movie. Ooh, Natalie yeah. Portman. Okay. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Austin's a no. Haven't seen it. Yeah. You no, know, but a uh, great soundtrack. Heard the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go, uh, no, 41 Goodfellas. Get, get the sign box. You better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Goodfellas. Great movie. Yeah. 42 Kill Bill Volume 1. Yep. Nope. Brad. None oh, of the Kill Bills. That's so good. good. Uma Thurman. What's up? 43 Terminator 2. Judgment Day. Yes. Yes. And, and the very first movie I ever cried to as a child. <laughs> Swear. That one. Yeah, when he, at the end, oh, yeah. n- I'm not going to give a spoiler, but he gives a thumbs up. Oh, man. I mean, the movie came out it in 91. I, spoiler right, well, alert. When, when Arnold dies at the end and he gives a thumbs up <laughs> in the lava stuff, oh, dude, you want to talk about pulling on my heartstrings. Anyways. Good thing I've seen it. That would have been a heck of a spoiler. <laughs> Wally, sure. Wally comes in at number 44. Yeah. Seen it. Number 44, nope. though? <laughs> The Usual Suspects at 45. Ooh, good one. I've seen that. Okay. And I'm surprised. I got excited about that. (laughs) Number 46, Braveheart. Five hours long, but yes, I've seen that. Yeah, that's a long one. 47, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. You bet. Brent? I've seen that one, too. Okay. Nice. 48. Have I seen these out of order? Finding, yes. (laughs) 48, Finding Nemo. Of course. Yes, Disney. Number 49, Iron Man, which I believe is the first one. Yeah, it's the first one. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen it. Number 50, which is our last one, The Lion King. Yes. Great soundtrack, great movie. How is there not the Karate Kid on there? I mean, come on. Top 50 movies of all time? I'm honestly Rated surprised, movies? not not to hate on Lion King, but I'm kind of surprised Lion King and like Finding Nemo are up First there. of all, first of all, Brent, go back and watch The Karate Kid now and see how cheesy that movie is. I'm just saying. I'm counting. I'm counting my losses. <laughs> He's got a lot. What do I got? Hey, I, I think I have this three is or great. four. By the way, this is great. I have seen 25 of the 50. <laughs> He's, which he's, I'm not sure if I had the over-under set at 25. He's, so. he's shooting 50% from the charity stripe right now. <laughs> what, what, what Four, did I six, did I miss three? seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I haven't seen 11 of them? Yeah, it was 11 of them. I don't think you counted right, but okay, sounds good. Really? It was maybe, I hit a, yeah. maybe I hit XX once. Time, yeah, that's all right. All good, okay. And Kuz, where are 11. you at? Whatever, huh? I didn't, I didn't uh, yeah, count Kuz. <laughs> okay, you didn't count Kuz, yeah, that is what it is. He was the moderator. Yep. Um, uh, how about that? So 25 to 50. All right, there we go. Uh, not surprised. In fact, I might be surprised I saw 25 of them. Uh, hey, one last quick thought, okay? The big news today is about uh, college football and conference only and the Big Ten. looks like the ACC will be that way, too. Here's another ripple effect. It's not just the cross-conference big-time games that, that might be a neutral site games. How about no, like, Florida-Florida State this year, man? That would be the first time since 1958 uh, if it goes that, that way. Since they have not played in a football season, man. Well, and travel's not the issue. Obviously, it's right in their backyard. I know. I yeah. wonder if there could be some exceptions, like thing. You know, if you're close enough, and uh, but I, I, I'm, I bet you're going to have to play the same amount of games. Conferences will determine that. It's either conference only or it's not. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll keep up to date with it. I'm sure there'll be more information coming out over the next 24 hours. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. 
3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. For Coos in Austin Land, thanks to Mike K. for dropping by here on a Thursday. I'm Brett Martineau. We'll do it again tomorrow. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.